If you're going to be a dreamer, you better learn to deal with disappointment. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp of AliciaVSharp.com. And today we have an interview, and that's kind of going to be the theme for the first couple of days this week. We're just going to have some question and answer interviews going on with a few different people. And today we have an interview with Chris Valentin, and he's talking about fear and disappointment. And a lot of times, you know, we... The the quote at the beginning, if you're going to learn to be, if you're going to be a dreamer, you have to learn to deal with disappointment. And that is really true because in life, a lot of dreams simply just don't come true. They don't come to pass. But that doesn't mean you stop dreaming. There's been many things in my life that have not come to pass that I believe were God's desire, God's plan, whatever. But you keep pressing forward and you keep seeking out God and you keep moving and you don't stop and just die when your dream dies. God still has a plan. He's still on the throne. And sometimes, you know, he uses those disappointments and we get closer to him. We press into him even further and go deeper. And then he continues to reveal more of him because in reality, you know, the dreams are great. And that's, you know, I believe that God gives them to us, but he is our true reward. He is the end of our path. He is what we live for. It's him. It's intimacy with him. It's spending time with him. It's pleasing him and following him and obeying him and continuing in the midst of the hard times that this earth brings to trust him because he is so trustworthy and faithful. And regardless of what goes on here, regardless if things don't work out the way that we think they should, God is sovereign and he knows and he has us in the palm of his hand and he has a plan even if we are disappointed and let down. Here's Chris. We live in a prophetic culture and we offer people hope all the time. I wondered your opinion on how we balance that with not offering false hope given that hope deferred makes the heart sick. So like, like you keep the mic for a minute. So Mm -hmm. should we balance it with like a little despair? No, despair is not. So, what, what I do you mean. think? What do you think we should do? Well, it's an it's an interesting concept. A friend mm-hmm. of mine has was given a word years ago about something that hasn't come to pass, and because of that, she's really struggling with her hope levels. Now, I I totally get that we have to steward what we've been given, and we're all in a process of stewarding, no matter how old we are. And we get this little thing, and we see, you know, the big thing of what God's doing. But I think there is time when people say stuff and maybe it isn't the holy spirit and i don't know okay. i just i always want to balance someone's heart chris i don't want to no and I, i'm with you so i'm i'm asking you so let's i'm just stay interacting with me i'm not being mm-hmm. rude i'm saying as the hope bringer yeah. or the word bringer or the whatever the encourager how would i balance that in your life Let, let's say this i become a dream killer if I think that God isn't bigger than disappointment. Because if my daughter says, I want to be an astronaut, and I'm like, astronaut, how many astronauts are there in the whole world? I don't even know the answer to that. A hundred? There's seven billion people on the planet. Okay, the chances of you becoming an astronaut are like, I don't know, some mathematician could tell us, but it's pretty, it's like, you know, it's one in 600 million or something. So when my daughter comes in and says, 
I was just praying, and the Lord told me I'm going to be an astronaut. Okay, so I can, I mean, one thing I can do is say, yeah, there's not very many astronauts in the world, and if I were you, I wouldn't dream that big. Or I can teach her how to deal with disappointment as a general, in life, because there's lots of disappointments in life. And listen, if you're going to be a dreamer, you better know how to deal with disappointment. Because if we're going to be real, not every dream comes true. Yeah, exactly. And we have to be able to balance that, Chris. And we have to be able to say God is still good, and God still has our best, and he still is a big, big God. But I'm disappointed with this. Yeah. This hasn't come to pass as I thought it would. And then what do I do? Exactly. Where do I go with that? Well, then I step over it and keep going, and I remind myself, this is where Bill's, I think, message is huge. I remind myself of what God has done. This is where the testimony, reminding myself of what he has done and not what he hasn't done. Um, to me, that's the, but, but as the giver of the encouragement, I can't say to you, you know, um, I, I feel like you're called to be a dancer, but you know what? I, I don't know if I'd really believe that, because maybe you're not. Like, maybe you can't dance at all. So, so, you know, but I think you're supposed to be a dancer, but actually, I don't know if you can dance. So, uh, you know, I'm being silly, but the point is, it's like, I don't want you to really have faith in what I, what I just said, because you could be disappointed. And if you get disappointed, you could become hope deferred. You could, your heart could get sick. And, and so what I think that we do is we build a culture that learns how to deal with disappointment and say, listen, disappointment isn't the end of the line. It's not terminal cancer. It's not... I'm dead because I just got disappointed, and I learn how to not let my heart get sick. And that way I can be a huge dreamer and a huge hope bringer and still create a culture where, hey, when you fall off your bike, not if you fall, but when you fall, you don't kill yourself because you, you, you're, you fell on the lawn. You're learning how to ride. Thank you. That's a really excellent response yes. to that question. Thank you. Uh, I, um, I'll tell you where this comes in more than prophecy as far as practically as I travel is when uh, I've, I've had lots of pastors talk about healing. Like, we don't tell people that God wants to heal you for sure because people that are sick, let's say they're terminal, and we're like, God wants to heal you every time. Well, let me tell you something. If you don't teach people that God wants to heal you every time, let's say, if you teach people God wants to heal you most of the time, this is a metaphor. You might get 60% of the people healed. If you teach God wants to heal you all the time, you might get 70% of the people healed. If, if you teach God, God does, you know, God, God does things in, 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 in strange ways, in mysterious ways. You know, God's God, you know, God's God and, and he might want you to live. I guarantee you that the amount of people that are going to get healed are going to, going to be dramatically reduced as soon as you say, God might want to heal you, he might not. Whatever his will is, that's what we're praying for. You know what's going to happen? Most of us don't have the kind of self-esteem, especially when we're sick, that says, God wants to heal me. Most of us, when we're sick, think something like, there's probably some crazy reason why I sinned and God didn't forgive me, and maybe it's the unpardonable sin. There are some reason why I'm sick and God doesn't want to heal me. So what I'm getting at is that at this point in my life, I don't see 100% of people get healed. I don't. But if I don't tell people what I actually believe, and that is God wants to heal everybody, Jesus healed everybody who came to him, if I'm like, well, let me just, let me just, let me just uh, pad that a little bit 
to leave an opening for the people who don't get healed so that they're not disappointed. I'm going to tell you something. Like, if I have terminal cancer, I've been to the doctor, and he said, you got six months to live. I'm not stupid. I know that you could pray for me, and I might still not live. There, there's, unless somebody's insane, they know that faith healing means some people don't get healed. I mean, unless you're raised in some village someplace, I mean, everybody knows of somebody who got prayed for who didn't get healed. So when I tell people God wants to heal everybody, and I teach that, and they're like, well, I don't want to create hope, and then you know, people are disappointed, then they fall away from God. I'm like, people fall away from God, and they use all kinds of reasons why, when the truth is they weren't that connected in the first place. Well, I got a prophetic word and it didn't come true, so I didn't walk with God. I'm like, seriously? Seriously? Your relationship with God is so fragile. Someone said something good to you and it didn't happen, and you, your, your whole walk with God's over? Seriously? And you're going to blame that? Yeah, you know, I just like, I had a pastor and he was just mean, and I just don't walk with God anymore. Oh. Do you still eat? Well, yeah. Have you ever been in the store and had the, the clerk be rude to you? Well, yeah. Do you still go back to the store? I mean, do you still find a store to go to so you can eat? Uh, well, yeah. Well, why? Well, because I'll die if I don't eat. Wow, what a revelation. <laughs> I'll die if I don't eat, but if I don't stay connected to the body, that's okay. Well, I'm not sure what you're thinking, but blaming your problem on someone else just makes you a victim, makes you feel powerless, and also it isn't true. It isn't true that you were made that fragile. I'm sorry, you're not that fragile. Well, it feels true. Well, it's not. It's not. And you're talking to a guy that's had a nervous breakdown and crashed for, you know, four years ago. So, I'm, you know, I understand what it is to be broken, and I'm trying to tell you, like, you're not that fragile. God didn't make you with a... He didn't build you physically with an immune system and then give you no immune system spiritually or emotionally. I guarantee you that is not the God you serve. That was Chris Valentin, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Chris Valentin Q&A, Hope and Disappointment. You can find out more information about him at his website, chrisvalentin.com. I know he just had a new book that came out. Um, I downloaded it. It's called Poverty, Riches, and Wealth. It's basically having a mindset, a biblical mindset about wealth and finances and things because so many of us have it wrong and we don't really search the scriptures or know what God has for us. So I encourage you to get that book and I will see you again tomorrow. God bless. God bless.